everyone, and welcome to the San Juan Snowcast. I'm your host, Chris. Today is Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022, and you're listening to episode 18. That's right, people. It's dumping snow. And the biggest storm of the year is finally here for the San Juans, potentially saving the second half of our season. The wait is over, my wishes have been granted, and the miracle came before March even started. Because if there's one thing this winter has delivered on, it's that saving grace, Hail Mary storm that comes in hot and heavy for a few days and sustains us for weeks afterwards. I mean, basically our entire midwinter was saved by the storm that lasted nine days around the end of December. And now, in late February, we've got another multi-day storm event coming through in the clutch and helping us stave off the dreaded early onset meltout. These couple of days of snowfall may just give us weeks more of skiing into the spring season. And for that, I am supremely stoked. And you know what? Yep, it just feels right. How about a premature funk break? Oh yeah, folks, rejoice, because hey, life is short and powder is sweet. Here it is Wednesday morning, 6 a.m., and I am Don patrolling the writing and recording of this podcast just so that I can go out and play in all this new fluffy powder. As such, this show is going to be strictly snow and avalanche related because finally, we have something exciting to talk about. This is your mid-storm update. So buckle up and bundle up, because the roads are treacherous, the temperatures are dropping, and because the snowcast starts now. All right. Well, let's kick things off by looking at what this new storm has done so far for the San Juans. The excitement all kicked off on Monday night when the storm snuck into the area after a day of generally mild temperatures and mild weather. As the first pulse of the storm moved into our area, the winds began to pick up, and overnight on Monday, they raged out of the southwest with sustained winds in the 30 to 40 mile per hour range, gusting to 70 miles per hour on the Gold Hill Ridge and Telluride, and over on top of Kendall Mountain above Silverton. Curiously, these intense winds before the storm put down a pretty widespread layer of dust out there. Well, it's actually red desert dirt to be precise, and this dust got buried by the snow that fell overnight on Monday into Tuesday. As I was skiing around the Telluride Ski Resort on Tuesday morning, you could see this crazy orange color kind of glowing out from under the new snow, which was kind of trippy to be honest. But Tuesday morning, we woke up to 11 inches of fresh on the Telluride Ski Resort, with 8 to 10 inches across most of the North and South San Juans. During the day on Tuesday, the snow continued to fall and the winds continued to blow. Just in my travels skiing around on piste during Tuesday morning, we observed that the new snow was already beginning to show signs that it was slabbing up. I observed cracking on a steep slope below tree line where someone skied over a roller, and then a listener showed me a video of a below tree line shot that was completely cracked up, with the pressure of a ski causing cracks to shoot across the slab that these folks slashed. So, 
What does this all mean? Well, the new snow is gaining cohesion already, and it was communicating collapses on the old weak snow that it fell on. The new snow was supposed to come in cold and light, but the steady winds that accompanied this storm ensured that any new snow would be thick, dense, and quickly compressed into slabs. And well, folks, it looks like that is what we're dealing with here. And this makes sense because we know that all this new load landed on a variety of weak surfaces. On the souths, we've got stout melt-freeze crusts that formed on the sunny, warm days over last weekend. On the norths, we have super weak faceted snow at the surface. And above treeline, we had widespread wind-affected snow with shallow slabs in some places and firm windboard in others. Now, as I've said before on the show, the snowpack is kind of like that old crusty guy that you've seen touring in frame bindings for years in your local zone, meaning that it's not a big fan of rapid change. And when a rapid load is put onto a weak snow surface, well, yep, we should expect to see a reactive storm slab avalanche problem. Now, as of writing this episode early on Wednesday morning, there were no new avalanches posted to the CIC for the North or South San Juans on Monday or Tuesday, but I would definitely expect that to change today and tomorrow. The only field report out there from yesterday, Tuesday, the Tuesday, was from someone in the South San Juan who dug into the new snow and found the exact same dust layer about 20 centimeters down under the new snow. So that dust layer is definitely something that seems pretty widespread and worth tracking as we move forward into the spring. But anyways, back to the storm. Here on Wednesday morning, as I look out my window, we are still fully socked in with low clouds, steady but light snowfall, and consistent winds. Amazingly, my front porch is completely snow-free, but my car is buried in a five-foot drift. Thanks for that one, wind. Okay, so looking at totals thus far for overnight, let's take a trip around the wands, starting in the north and ending in the south. The Telluride Ski Resort reported 11 inches yesterday morning, and they probably got another 2 to 4 inches throughout Tuesday, and then it looks like they got another 4 inches last night. So they are claiming 21 inches for the storm total so far. Over on Red Mountain Pass, the weather station over there showed about 8 inches on Monday night, and then they got nailed last night with another 16 inches of new snow and a fresh inch of water showing up on their charts just this morning. That brings their storm total at Red Mountain Pass to 25 inches. And the biggest winner for the North San Juan weather stations thus far is Swamp Angel, which is named after the Swamp Angel Mine and operated by the Center for Snow and Avalanche Studies. Now, this weather station is located in Lower Senator Beck Basin, and it's in a sheltered pocket below treeline, which makes it a great, accurate indicator of new snow totals. Over there, they got 10 inches on Monday night, and then it dumped another 15 inches throughout yesterday and last night, bringing their storm total to 24.6 inches. Down in the South San Juans, it's a similar story over on Colbank Pass with them so far getting 25 inches total out of this storm, with just 9 inches of new from last night. And over on Wolf Creek Pass, they've got 19 inches of new snow total from the storm, but 2.4 inches of snow water equivalent, which is the most new water I've seen thus far at any of these weather stations. So the snow down there must be a little bit thicker and wetter than what we're getting up here in the northern wands, and I would expect an even more dangerous storm slab down there as a result. And lastly, in the La Plata's outside of Durango, the Columbus Basin weather station is showing a 22-inch storm total as well. Now, with all this new snow, we've also had a lot of steady, strong wind. 
For instance, on the Gold Hill Ridge Line on the Telluride Ski Resort, winds have been blowing out of the southwest at 20 to 30 miles per hour and gusting up to 70 miles per hour. Over in Silverton on top of Kendall Mountain, the winds have been out of the south and they've also been steadily blowing 20 to 30 and gusting into the 60s and 70s. Now these winds are undoubtedly wreaking havoc on the Alpine, and it'll be really interesting to see where we observe fresh natural avalanches when these clouds finally lift. Now if I had to guess, I would bet that all this wind loading out of the south and southwest, well, it's going to overwhelm the weak snow at the surface near and above treeline. And I think we're going to see numerous natural avalanches on north through east aspects when the storm finally rolls out. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Alright, well it's now 7am and Jeremy Yanko, one of our intrepid CAIC forecasters, just put out the avalanche forecast for the day and it is a doozy. We've got an avalanche watch in effect for the north and south San Juans and today's danger, high above treeline, high near treeline, and considerable below treeline. Our problems of the day? Well, our first and most important avalanche problem is storm slab at all elevations and on all aspects. And our secondary problem? persistent slab on northeast through southeast aspects near and above treeline. The avalanche warning that Jeremy put out highlights that heavy snowfall and strong winds have created dangerous avalanche conditions today, and travel and backcountry avalanche terrain is not recommended. Now, if you listen to previous snowcasts, then you know that we can kind of relate skiing on a high hazard day to like trying to cross a 16-lane highway. The likelihood of you getting hit by a car or triggering an avalanche under these conditions is pretty dang high. Now, I kind of knew that after the long period of low danger we had here in the Wands, that things would get more complex and more dangerous before we got to spring. And that is exactly what is happening now. And folks, this is a serious stress test for our backcountry community. We've gotten through a big chunk of the winter without any serious avalanche accidents here in the Wands. But these new conditions present a clear threat to that trend. And it's going to take all of us working together with our touring partners to make smart decisions to ultimately get us through this period of high danger unscathed. And really, it's time for a paradigm shift in our backcountry mindsets. Now, I don't know about you, but for a couple weeks there, I was just kind of coasting, only worried about minor surface instabilities and skiing lots of big slopes above treeline without thinking, what could go wrong here? What would happen if this slope avalanched? And that was because the likelihood of triggering an avalanche at that time was, well, pretty low. We were in a status quo mindset because, well, things weren't really changing at all. But now, everything has changed. The weather, the snowpack, and the avalanche problems are all different from what we've been dealing with for the last few weeks. And as such, our mindsets must adapt and align with these conditions. Do you remember the four backcountry mindsets I laid out in episode 10? Well, we've got check it out, step it up, keep it mellow, and time it early. Now, raise your hand if you've been a step it up mindset for the last few weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, me too. But what's our mindset need to be now? Well, I see two acceptable answers. Check it out and keep it mellow. And honestly, better yet is to keep it mellow while you're out there checking it out. And what I mean by that is, we know that conditions out there are going to be sketchy right now. I don't even need to dig a snow pit to tell you that. So we should definitely keep it mellow. But that doesn't mean going out there to your favorite 25 degree meadow skipper of a slope and just turning off your brain. Nah, 
It means avoiding avalanche terrain while also investigating what the weather is doing to our snowpack and understanding how these two things work together to create the avalanche problems that have the most potential to ruin our day. And remember our favorite ism? If the snowpack is the problem, then terrain is your solution. Yeah, nice. Well, the only thing we have control over is what terrain we choose to travel on and how we choose to move through it. So today and in the coming days, don't put yourself on terrain that could avalanche. Because guess what? It probably will given our current state of affairs. And now is the time to be on heightened alert for identifying and avoiding trigger points and terrain traps while out there in the backcountry. Remember, trigger points are anywhere in the terrain where an avalanche is more likely to be triggered. We're talking convexities, shallow spots, below cliffs, and in wind-affected snow below ridge tops. And then terrain traps are places in the terrain that would magnify the consequences of an avalanche if you were caught there, like gullies, creek beds, or flat benches, where avalanche debris would pile up deeper because of the shape of the terrain. Bottom line, folks, it's time to strap in and get serious, because the conditions are dangerous out there, and we all need to adjust our mindsets accordingly. I said it at the beginning of the season, and I'll say it again now. Ask yourself, what would it take for us to have no avalanche deaths this winter in the San Juans? Well, it's going to take some serious self-discipline, humility, and patience. And now is the time to start flexing those mental muscles. Well, that's it for this week's show. A short and sweet one so that I and you can hopefully get out there and ski some of this fresh powder. And this storm still ain't even over yet. So I would expect more snowfall throughout today and into tonight with potential for another 8 to 12 inches across the higher elevation areas of the Wands by Friday morning. And what do you know? This weekend, it's going to be blue skies. So please remember when you're skinning up Saturday morning, sun shining on your face, everything feeling serene and peaceful, that there's in fact a dragon lurking underneath your skis or boards, and it has the potential to kill. So don't let nice weather trick you into a false sense of security. All right. Well, as always, thanks for listening. And hey, if you like the show, leave me a review and then tell a friend about the show. Heck, tell a stranger. Go ahead and shout it from the rooftops or do whatever you want or can to help me get more folks in the San Juans on the snowcast train. A big sticker mailing frenzy is going down the next few days, so send your address to sanjuansnowcast at gmail.com or find me on the Insta at sanjuansnowcast if you'd like some stickers for yourself. This episode of the Snowcast is also supported by Mountain Trip. We've still got a few spots left in our Rec Level 2 course going down on March 18th, 19th, and 20th here in Telluride. So if you're in need of some quality avalanche education, hit us up at Mountain Trip. This winter snowpack is one of the weakest we've seen in quite a while. So what better time to sharpen and level up your backcountry skills with some avalanche education? Check out www.mountaintrip.com for more information and to sign up. Play safe out there and take care of each other, friends. And until next time, think snow! Think snow!